When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand Extra, the second of our two weekly free shows from the team at Heart and Hand. And joining me, David Edgar, I'm your host as always, is Mr James Forrest. Hello James. Good afternoon David, how are you doing this fine day? I'm doing well my friend. Before we get started on the Rangers discussion, um, the news came out today as we record on, on the Thursday that Alex McLeish has left his position as Scotland manager. Now, as a younger fan, I'm quite interested to get your opinion on this. You obviously were a little young, maybe, to remember significant amounts of his time at Ibrox. But I'm also quite interested in the dynamic of a younger Rangers fan and falling Scotland, because when I was growing up, um, everyone you know supported Scotland. The, the national team fan base was mainly made up of Bears, but... Uh, it just was Rangers in Scotland, and it's sort of eroded for me over the years, not because of any um, political or SFA things, just I, I gradually realised as I got older that I, I didn't really care as much, I, I, I didn't feel as passionately about it as I feel about Rangers, for example. So I had sort of maybe tapped out in terms of being a committed fan around about 2002, but for you, you know, you've grown up with this antagonistic relationship between Rangers and the SFA. Um, everything that's gone on has got you football and obviously the political climate as well, which complicates matters. What's your take, first of all, on the national team and then Alex McLeish leaving his position? Um, so from my point of view, I am very much your typical football nerd. Uh, if ever there's any kind of football law and if there's any kind of competition that's on, I'll want to be watching it. Uh, and internationals, although they don't excite me as much as club football, I will still want to keep an eye on that. And for a very long time when it came to internationals, you would you would keep an eye on Scotland and you would hope that they would do well. Um, 
that has obviously changed since 2012. I'm no longer anywhere near as interested in the Scotland national team. That may change someday, but for now, uh, I'm very much you know focusing on Rangers and other football as well. Um, I think Alex McLeish's relationship with Scotland supporters was always going to be strained ever since he left uh, the post the first time to join Birmingham City. Being more dispassionate about the whole thing, I looked at that and understood the, the decision because international football isn't as glamorous or exciting as club football, even if it is going to Birmingham. Um, Who were so, a Premier League club at the time, though. I oh, mean, that, absolutely. Yeah. So the opportunity managing the Premiership doesn't come up that often. No, I, I'm the same. I mean, with me, it wasn't... When people hear Rangers fan that doesn't really follow the international football, I don't wish ill on Scotland, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm never do that. I just, it's, I'm like you. It just doesn't really interest me as much as as d- domestic football. But for me, it was just going to Scotland games, which I did, and then realizing one time that my mates, when Scotland scored, were delighted, and if Scotland conceded, were gutted. The way I am at a Rangers game, but I just didn't feel that, and I thought, look, there's no point going through the motions here. Um, if you don't feel it then what is football without that um it it was just watching as a neutral which is a totally different experience from being a fan and that that was it but then i noticed you know more and more over the years more and more rangers fans growing further and further away to the point now that it is a thing and i don't know if or how it can be repaired in all honesty because i think that the way the other clubs have treated us and the way that fans of other clubs have, if you like, sort of hijacked the national team, and then, as I say, the political dimension to it as well. It, it, it just, I don't see either side moving. I think you really have to want to support the national team, and you have to have that feeling of, I'm absolutely gutted that we've conceded a goal, or I'm absolutely over the moon that we have scored the goal, no matter who that goal scorer is. And I think there is a a small number of Rangers fans who are of that opinion, but I think there's a lot more now than maybe what there was back when maybe you were my age, for example, that that had had those feelings. Um, on Alex McLeish, the manager, I I was living away for quite for pretty much all of his spell as as manager. Uh, we moved back home uh, the summer when Paul Le Guin took over, so I missed a lot, pretty much all of his. Spell. I went to a few games, but the thing for me is he was he was the manager who won the first league title that I remember. He mm. he won the treble for us. He was the manager for Helicopter Sunday. He was the manager for massive massive moments. And when I see on social media, which incidentally should never and will never represent real life, I want to point out. When I see a lot of Scotland fans who are saying, "Oh, I'm absolutely delighted," Alex McLeish is like, "Oh, this is absolutely brilliant." Get get to F, Ek, etc. It does annoy me. It does frustrate me because I immediately feel very defensive of him because of those yeah, memories that he gave me. Yeah, um, I, also, yeah, because he's such a decent guy. That that's the yeah. thing about Alex McLeish. He's genuinely a decent man. And I'm like you, I think that the abuse he's taken, because he's ex-Rangers, let's be honest here, because he's he's ex-Rangers, I, I think is is awful. And I wish him nothing but the best. There's rumours about his health. I hope that 
that he can go away and concentrate just on enjoying time with his family um, and, and hopefully recovering from whatever it is that ails him. And I, I think that every Rangers fan wishes him because he gave us some great memories. Yeah, there were bad times, but there was a hell of a lot of good ones in there as well. So all the best to Alex McLeish. So back to what we really do care about, and that's uh, domestic football and primarily Rangers. And we are back in action this weekend, James, when we go to take on Hearts at Tynecastle. Now, probably uniquely among the top six, Hearts, we have a, a really good record against this season with uh, nine points taken from nine so far against them. Um, a pretty comfortable win last month when Rangers battered them by three goals to nil and it could have been more. Rangers were superb on the night. That followed uh, a 3-1 win earlier this season when we blew them away in the first half an hour, and a 2-1 victory at Tynecastle. So Rangers have a, a good record going into this game. No real fears in terms of previous performances against Hearts. But it's been spiced up a little with the news this week breaking that Rangers are interested in signing the Hearts centre-half John Souter, um, Hearts will be looking for around about £2 million for him and my take on it, and I'm interested to get yours, is that I like John Sutter, I think he's a good player and I think he's worth £2 million, in all honesty, if you when you see guys like McKenna being talked about at sort of 8 to £10 million, and I don't see a hell of a lot of difference in ability terms, I think he's far better with the ball, John Sutter, than McKenna is. McKenna um, maybe a slightly better defender in terms of siege defenders, but we don't always need that, James. We need guys that can be comfortable with the ball at their feet. I don't think Suter's got that little bit extra pace. He's not slow, but I don't think he's got that little bit extra pace that would get him to you know the top level. But I could see him and Connor Goldson forming a very solid partnership. Next year, Joe Worrell will go back to Nottingham Forest and obviously Gareth McCauley, I think. Um, that hasn't worked out and I don't see him being extended. So Rangers are going to need centre-halves and to me this looks quite a sensible one. What, what's your thoughts on this? I think there's definitely talent there. You look at the age that he's at, he's something like 23, 24, something like that, which for a defender there is still time to develop. Uh, you probably peak around about your 30s. Um, for £2 million for a Scottish defender, you know, we, we are, that is one thing we may be missing is is a couple of more kind of local guys, guys who understand what, what Rangers are about. Uh, you may not necessarily have grown up a Rangers supporter, but that doesn't necessarily matter. When, when you arrive at Rangers, you, uh, you immediately get what it is rather than if you've come from somewhere else. It takes you time to really understand that. Um, for two million, I think it's a, it is a good bet. My feeling is... If we were to bring him in and we we let we, you know Warrell leaves and Gareth McCauley, I think most people would assume that he would leave. And even if he stayed, I don't know whether he's necessarily someone that's going to be considered a an option for the first team. I would still be looking for one more that kind of experienced guy because that's quite a young central defensive trio: Goldson, Suter, and Cartage. I think getting in someone that has a bit more experience at a top level, I would be looking for that to complete that, I think. But it's certainly going in the direct right direction. Um, and yes, I think what you say is right as well about the ball-playing aspect. I think that's becoming more and more a thing 
with defending and if we can get someone in who does have that natural ability to do so then all the better Rangers also linked with a, a couple of other transfer moves this week that Jake Hastie, the young Motherwell winger who a deal Rangers walked away from a deal earlier this season when his agent up the terms continually after a deal had been agreed he would then come back and say actually it's now this and actually it's now and Rangers eventually went now we're not having anything to do with this but there are rumours that the, the youngster has actually triggered the deal back on himself and said no I, I want to sign for Rangers um, we don't know much about him he's, he's a youngster um, but I, from what I've seen of him he looks an exciting prospect but he is a prospect but uh, given it would be you know a development fee it seems fairly risk free I'm quite into that the other one though does surprise me a little and that's Greg Stewart who had a magnificent start to the season at Kilmarnock on loan where he was on loan from Birmingham where he hadn't really set the, the heather on fire um, he then left Kilmarnock, I thought somewhat bizarrely, to go back to Aberdeen where he'd had a disappointing spell previously and has had a disappointing spell this time round. With a lot of Rangers fans saying, well, it's the difference in management. Um, Aberdeen, let's face it, they're a long ball team and therefore if you're the type of player Greg Stewart is, you're going to struggle. Kilmarnock play a wee bit more on the deck. So there is that, I suppose, but he's 29. He's not a young star He's had failures at the bigger clubs he's been at. And I was just a little surprised, in all honesty. Again, it's a Bosman. I doubt the wages will be huge. The argument's been put to me that he's a guy that maybe could come off the bench and do something. And and when I think about it, it's true. But it, it still surprised me, James. I don't think he's going to be brought in as someone that's going to slot into the first team. Um, I think what this move is about is boosting the numbers and making our squad have a lot more depth. Um, I believe he's the kind of guy that if we've got a European game midweek, he'd be an ideal player to have kind of either side of that midweek game, um, depending on the opposition is, of course. But he's someone that can perform against your bottom six sides and... Sometimes this season, I think when it's been against the top six side, a lot of players have been able to turn it on and put in good performances. But that can be a little bit more tough when teams are really kind of sitting in and whatnot and you need someone that can maybe break through that. And I think Greg Stewart is is talented and he maybe can do that. I would be raging if we were trying to pay a six-figure fee for him of any kind. I think that would be mad business. But if it's on a free... I think you're right, the wages won't be massive either. Um, I think it makes sense from that aspect. Not a long-term deal, more short-term. I think hasty is more a long-term idea, so much so that it might be a case if we get him, but then loan him back out. Um, but I like that we're looking more domestically. You know, we've got Jordan Jones in. We'll, we'll look to get those guys in as well. I like that that's what we're trying to do in terms of the squad fillers because it's guys that know what this league is and it is so unique and so different uh, to so many other leagues throughout Europe Um, and we've seen that where some guys come in and maybe find it a struggle to adapt to that but you've got guys there that are already adapting to that. Glenn Kamara is a perfect example he's come in and he's fitted in seamlessly into that Rangers midfield Um, and I hope that that's a sign of things to come in terms of recruiting more locally for cheaper fees and it helps the squad develop as a whole 
Now, we go to Tynecastle, as I say, with uh, a really good record against Hearts this season. Nothing much in the, uh, to worry about from what we've seen against them this year. You would assume that they might try something different, but Hearts are kind of caught in that situation where they can't play the Aberdeen way or the Kilmarnock way against us, where they sit in and frustrate us because their, their crowd do not allow that at Tynecastle. They'll need to come out. They suffered a really disappointing home defeat to Hibs recently, but then did make the Scottish Cup final, which is clearly what they'll be focused on. So Rangers go into this match still without Alfredo Morelos, still without Ryan Kent, who are both suspended. But um, we seem to have discovered a slightly different different wrinkle um, in how we're playing, James. We've been going with uh, a 4-2-3-1 Christmas tree, if you like, with Scott Arfield being very influential in a in a different role, having less defensive responsibilities, and we've not really played with wide wingers the way that we tended to do earlier in the season in a four three three. It's tended, as I say, to be that inverted way, and we've had a lot of success with it with Hearts, particularly in that Ibrox match, not having a clue how to handle it, and this has allowed us, I think, to get the best out of Jermaine Defoe. We were very worried going into that Hearts game about what we were going to do in an attacking sense because uh, our thinking at the time was without Morelos, you know, what can Defoe do that job? The answer was staring us in the face. I, I certainly didn't quite see it. It was you just play slightly differently in an attacking sense and Arfield, I think, is crucial to that. Um, I, I like what... The prospect is with the full up top kind of going forward. I was very scared about that. I, I have to admit, um, even to a point where I thought, is it worth pursuing him kind of going into next season? I now think it absolutely is because you can see what what he offers both as a goal scorer. But if you look at the Motherwell game, he you know was was excellent in the link up play, assisted the goal for what well, one of the goals for Scott Arfield. Um, but I think Arfield up there is, has been the, the revelation. Having him as a nuisance for defenders to deal with can be very, very important for that as well. So I would imagine our team will be one that is very similar to the one that lined up at Fur Park a couple of weekends ago. Yeah, I think it will, I think it will probably be the same if uh, there are no injuries. And I'm excited by the fact that a few players seem to be taking a wee bit more responsibility in the absence of Alfredo Morelos because we haven't seen that all season. Um, there have been games where he's not been there and we've been very, very poor in an attacking sense. But it was almost like there was a collective realisation among the coaching staff too, incidentally, that the 4-3-3 does not work when he's not there at all. Sometimes it doesn't work full stop, but it, it doesn't work when he's not there. And if you're going to play Jermaine Defoe, who's a completely different type of player, you've got to do this. You've got to get people close to him. They've got to be playing in and around the box. And I think you could see the way that Hearts lined up with a back three against us of three huge guys in Haring, Berra and Suter, who are all very, very good in the air. They were expecting Rangers to play the way that we've played so often at home this season, which is the 4-3-3 with Kandias and Kent really wide and firing lots of crosses in from the fullbacks. And pretty much everything Rangers did in that first half, we went right through the heart of them. We had guys dropping into spaces that Hearts weren't sure whether the centre-back should go out to or whether the defender should, uh, the midfielder, sorry, should step back. It confused them and Rangers made a, a whole host of chances. You would expect Hearts to play 
differently this time. Um, it's almost a free hit for them now, James, that they've they've reached the cup final. I mean, I think the fans are sort of resigned. The worst they can finish is six, and I think most people suspect that's where they're going to finish regardless. But equally, the old argument about do you really want to risk your cup final place comes into... So I'll be interested to see what their reaction is to last weekend, and hopefully it's a poor one. Hopefully they've, they'll get their feet up and their eye on the, the Scottish Cup, but it could go either way. It could You could argue that they'll want to try and uh, pip Hibs to fifth place. I think that's all they can really play for. I think fourth is beyond them. Uh, the fact they've reached the cup final, I have to bear in mind their route to the cup final was Pimpsey, and that's being kind. I think Livingston were the only top-flight team that they played en route to the final. Um, so they, they've, they've been fortunate with the draw, I think it's fair to yeah, say. Yeah, but, but you can only play... What's in front oh yeah, of you. no, I, I, that is fair. That is fair. Um, I don't know. It's they're not they're not a team that it's incredibly rare for them to make a cup final. They have made cup finals in the recent past and won cup finals as well. So they might not. That listen, it's us. Teams are going to be motivated enough by the fact that it's us that they're playing when it's at their home. They're not going to want to just lie back and accept defeat. They're going to make it hard for us. They're going to use a physicality. Ekipizu up top um, will be a will be a unit that guys like Goldson and I personally hope Katic again playing alongside Goldson. Um, be interested to see how they they deal with it in that aspect. I do have think, some time I don't think Katic did anything wrong at Motherwell at all. No. To be honest, to be to be dropped. Like Goldson, I thought was the one who looked more shaky of the two. He did. Um, Katic was definitely the better defender. So I, I hope he gets a run from now to the end of the season. Um, Worrell, we've, we've seen enough, I think. And I think we're resigned to the fact that you know he won't stay. I don't think there's many people that will be shocked by that. So I, w- I would rather we, we focus on trying to get Katic some games between now at the end of the season to see how he's developed over the season and see what he can do going forward. I would also hope, and as much as Flanagan did a fine job at left-back, and that slightly changed my view on him going into next season, whether it's someone who just try and ship out or whether he's quite good to have as a full-back option should one of our first full-backs not be there. I would hope Borna Barisic gets a wee run as well. He's probably still injured, which goes against him, but if he is fit, I'd like to see him come back and play a bit, particularly if he is alongside Katic, um, you know, two Croatians, that, that can work. I, I'm hopeful that... I don't, think Barisic, I don't think Barisic is long for Scotland, in all honesty. I, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if he left in the summer. Um, I, I think him, I think both him and Grejda, that the club have already sort of decided aren't going to, to get up to the level we look at for different reasons. But we'll see. I mean, might, I might totally be wrong. The manager has picked him when he's been fit. It's not like he's been exiled. But, uh, yeah, be interesting to see. Now, James, before we wrap up today, uh, the other major story of this week has been the fact that Kilmarnock have cut Rangers' allocation for the final away match of the season. And they they cut the allocation. Now, uh, a Kilmarnock supporting friend of mine he said to me, well, it's our 150th anniversary and we uh, it might be Steve Clark's last game as our manager. There's interest in him from championship clubs and now Scotland, obviously. So 
that there was a feeling that that was the reason for it. And when he put it like that, I was like, fair enough. But then I saw the Kilmarnock statement where they talked about our fans feel intimidated and there are safety issues. And I just thought, that's a load of bollocks. That's just complete and utter lies. And it's angered a lot of the Rangers support with a lot of them saying, right, fine, in future, that's all we'll take from them. And Rangers seem to indicate they were thinking that way as well. The counter-argument, of course, is that it's Kilmarnock Stadium, they can do what they like, and that we've cut other teams' allocations this season as well. What are your thoughts on it? Um, it is their own stadium. They have every right to every right to cut the allocation if they, if they wish to. Um, on the other hand, they can't then turn around and, and plead victim if next season we say, no, we'll only take the one stand. Yeah. Um, if they offer well, to, well, because... what I don't, I don't see as if if it's safety now, as they're claiming, as Billy Bowie is claiming, why will it be different next season? So, to me, he's sort of painted himself into a corner by saying this um, that there's no way to justify then giving us two stands based on the reasons he gave. Whereas if he just said 150th game being a great season, except 150th year being a great season, I would have went okay. Is the solution maybe James then that we at the start of the season, the clubs sit down, they agree their away allocations with each other and that's it and you're not allowed to change throughout the season. It might be. I mean, Hibs did the same thing last season as well, so it's becoming a bit of a trend um, and I think it's it, it does feel a bit like it's pandering to the supposed de- fact, ah, it, we're going to make... Yeah, it definitely is. It's pandering to... And it's people who would rather see their ground half empty than see Rangers fans in it, but then we'll moan about the lack of money and lack of spending that their team has. Yeah, yeah so make, make a decision, guys. You know, it's either you want to have your know, seats filled with Rangers fans and you will get more money in, or don't have as many Rangers fans in, but you're not going to get as money in. Make a decision, stick to it, and be honest about it. Don't turn around and say, oh, you know, our, our fans feel intimidated, blah, 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 blah. Listen, I, I've known Kilmarnock fans in a in a past life and whatnot, and they've never given any impression that they feel intimidated by it. And, and a lot of them, in fairness, they, they had leanings toward the other side of the old firm, which I thought was quite strange, but hey-ho. Um, and to be honest, I think it's just, you know, you, you say now it's going to be one Stanford Rangers fans, the rest will be... Filled with Kilmarnock fans, well, it heck, there's hardly any Kilmarnock fans will be sitting in the in the stand opposite the Chadwick. Um, I'd be very surprised if they filled it. Yeah, no, there's no way they will. There's no way, and it will be. It will just be an example of how tin pot Scottish football out with you know the, the Glasgow clubs is, and they're going to look very embarrassed as a result of it. And frankly, oh well. Yeah, so it's difficult to argue with that. Okay, folks, well, thank you very much for joining us here. If you want to hear more from Heart and Hand, please visit our Patreon site. It's patreon.com forward slash Heart and Hand, where there's tons and tons of shows, new shows every single day for just starting at just one ninety nine per month. So get along, sign up. I swear that you will enjoy some of the content, at least, and probably most of it. Um, so go get along, patreon.com forward slash Heart and Hand. We will be back, though, 
on the free show if you want to find out or hear a little bit of analysis about what happens in the game we've been talking about, then tune in on Monday, just the same place you got this podcast. My thanks to our executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Miles, and my thanks to James Forrest. Thank you, David. It's been a pleasure, my friend. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, have a fabulous weekend and let's hope we're cheering our Angels victory. Take care. Bye-bye. I'm sitting here with uh, one of my first Rangers idols and still to this day, uh, one of my favourite Rangers of all time, Mr Ian Ferguson. How are you? Hi, David. How are you? It's none other than Mr Mark Haley. Welcome, Mark. Good Morning, still. Yes. It is good morning. It is. Thanks for letting us know, Thank you very much. Appreciate this. Um, first of all, I'd really like to ask you is uh, going out to Spain, what, if anything, did you know about Rangers? Quite, quite funny story, but. Uh... Clint, I can't thank you enough for your time on this. It's been absolutely great and a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you very much, mate. Thanks for your time and thanks for having me on. I'd just like to thank you, Craig, for taking the time to, to do this and giving us so long as well and speaking so honestly. No, 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 I'm not thank you. It's been a, it's been a pleasure, been a pleasure talking to you guys. Tony, thanks very much for doing this. Um, thanks for joining me. No, no, it's been uh, it's been good. It's always uh, nice to uh, to to, uh, to remember back uh, back uh, all those years ago. And uh, yeah, as I said, I uh, I, I love my time in, uh, in in Glasgow. I am delighted to be joined by none other than Scott Nesbitt. Well, welcome. Thank you. Um, today, I'm joined by. A real hero of mine and a real hero to many Rangers fans is none other than broadcaster and football legend Mr Andy Gray. Um, I thank you very much for joining us, Andy. It's my pleasure. Joining me today is a friend of the show and all-round good guy. Uh, now, of course, leading pundit with BT Sports and uh, Rangers TV, Kevin Thompson. Kevin, thanks for joining us again. Thanks, mate. Pleasure to be on as, as usual. Uh, it's always good to have you on. Today I have someone with me who played in countless classic Rangers games and literally was one of my childhood heroes. A warm welcome to Mark Walters. How are you, Mark? Good morning. Very good, thank you. Uh, thanks, th- thanks for coming on. Folks, I can't actually believe I'm saying this, but uh, I was I was going to say I'm sitting here with a former captain of Rangers, but I'm going to say I'm sitting here with the former captain of Rangers and you will know exactly who I mean. It's Mr Richard Goff. And joining us from the podcast is Alex Staff. Um, Richard, you were just telling us there, we were both, this will come as no surprise to all your listeners, that he looks as though he could play on Thursday. Um, you were just telling us how you keep fit. Uh, well, long story that. I mean, I'm- Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.